McCutcheon's Rebellious Jukebox on Cam Glen Radio.
That was The Cure there with Burn, a true classic, and we'll probably have a few more classics tonight because Neil Crossan is joining us later on the show. Neil from The Postcards, the fabulous artisans, and he'll tell us about another band that he's involved in as well. What's coming up on the show tonight? Well, I have got a few new tracks to play for you as well, but I'm sure we'll touch on some of the classics as well. But that was The Cure kicking off. Probably one of my favourite Cure tracks. That was Burn, and that's from the soundtrack of The Crow. Yeah, it was a good movie as well. Here's a track from 2013. This is The Fabulous Artisans and Belongs to You. I've been alone A long, long time Played around and wasted Used up all the chances To be the way that I would Have wanted Oh 
Susie and the Banshee's there, of course, with Spellbound. Susie, who's playing at Kelvin Grove Park tomorrow night, and I bought myself an early doors ticket for that, just to make sure I could get along. Now, Gravel, I met them last week out and about in the town, and they have got a new single out. I'm just going to have a look here. They have a launch, which is uh, involving a, a film as well, that they're going to release at the same time. But the new single is Forever, which I'm just going to play for you shortly. But I'm just going to check out when the gig is. I should be better prepared than this. But here we go. So Gravel, who have been in here and did a live session for us, they're, uh, it's a new EP, Restless Dreams, which has an EP launch and a film screening, and that happens on Saturday the 2nd of September at the Hug and Pint. I'll definitely be getting myself along with that, and you should try and get along yourself. Anyway, this is a new single, I guess it's off the EP, this is Forever. <laughs> I know 
Circuit to Spring Hall, Eastfield to Spittle, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio. For the community. By the community. Happiness lies in each other's arms. Right. 
taken side of road His work was almost shown A wine red suit with a rhinestone trim Context is the first of three That was Fraser McCallum there with the Threads Revival, and that's off his new album. And I caught the album launch uh, or the other night there at um, the Flying Duck. It was as well, and Caramel K were in support as well. And Caramel K, hopefully, I'll play them later on the show. But they're talking about can they play a live session for us? But that was Fraser McCallum there with the Thread Revival, and I'm just trying to find the album title. But I will get it for you, and we'll have a chat about that later. But uh, up next is Joseph Kane. I did say I'd be speaking to Neil Cross, and so uh, this is a choice of uh, Neil, although maybe not this track, but this is Sorry for Laughing from 1981.
Joseph Kay there with Sorry for Laughing. I'm joined by Neil Cross in the studio. Neil, welcome welcome back to Cam Glen. We've spoke before, haven't we, a couple of times We now. have, yes. And we've bumped into each other at gigs and stuff as well. And I guess this is deja vu because we're going to talk about a gig that... When did it happen last year? It was about the same time last year. Um, uh, we tried to support... Um, we try and support a few charities. We're doing a charity gig in, in um, at the bungalow in Paisley. Uh, for a hospice out there um, we did another charity gig in, in Edinburgh but um, a, a friend of mine is a director of um, uh, the Rice Collective and I really although they're, they're, they're not local yet um, I love what they're doing uh, I love what they're trying to do and I like to support um, when we can and it's always great fun playing the Glad Cafe because it's a, it's a tremendous gig and I do remember there was service users and some volunteers or workers there the last time, was there not? There was, yes. They came up uh, from London. They, they specialise in, in helping um, uh, people who are probably at the periphery um, of society and using the creative arts to help them into uh, a, a more um, positive uh, life experience and uh, give them the opportunity to develop as, as creative people and using the word artist is a bit um, extreme, but um, as creative people. Uh, and so you have people moving from the Rise Collective moved into um, uh, the, the, the world of cinema and music, dance, art, rap, um, right across the board. And it's, it's producing um, and giving opportunities to young people who wouldn't have had these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and everything's done on a voluntary basis. So there's no, you know, it's not um, employees about the place. It's people actually giving them the time for free. Um, I met them a few times, uh, and that they are absolutely uh, driven, passionate, and uh, positive people. Very, very worthwhile. And I do find, I guess, with my life experience, that people that have disorganised lives can be these creative people, and they just need pointed in the right direction and given the right opportunity, don't they? Yeah, they 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 need um, both uh, advice and guidance or, or leadership, if you like, um, to the point where they can do it themselves. But they need access to um, outlets or media or training in terms of the actual mechanics of delivering. Uh, uh, any kind of artistic venture, um, whether that's a technology or just you know old-fashioned instruments, oh. um, so they need uh, yeah that that they need that kind of a, a of a help and pointing in the right direction is probably the best way of of putting it. Now you're doing this as the postcards. This is a postcards project. Tell us about the postcards then. Uh, postcards are a bunch of old guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could. I think. I think we're we're teetering between the 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 black abyss uh, of um, middle age to old age, uh, that kind of late fifties, early sixties vibe. Although uh, Theo, the drummer, is uh, is is very young, uh, relative. He's the he's the guy that um, keeps us all together. Um, so we uh, saw. Um, I've seen a lot of of tribute acts, and obviously most tribute acts are, are specific to artists. We thought. Um, there was a bit of a gap in the market um, and we wanted to hear uh, songs of a, uh, a certain vintage but not your your bog standard we were talking about uh-huh. yeah. how many times did you buy an AHA album in, in 1982 the, the answer is none <laughs> um, and uh, we were we were more interested in you know, Wire and Joseph K and Aztec Camera and Orange Juice hence the name I actually um, emailed uh, Edwin 
Collins say, are you alright if I do this, mate? And he was very kind and uh, said it was fine. Um, so we, we took the name of the postcards, obviously, from Postcard Records, which was the, uh, the, um, the, the, the iconic Glasgow record label, or Glasgow and Edinburgh record label, to a greater or lesser degree. Um, so we do covers. I like to think it's reinterpretations, but then I'm a pretentious singer. Uh, mm. the, the rest of the guys are more down to earth about it. Um, reinterpretations of um, slightly more left field uh, songs. So from Echo and the Bunny Men to uh, I think we get a bit populist and doing orchestral manoeuvres in the dark and Aztec Camera more more popular things. Orange Juice, obviously that that sort of vibe. Uh, we get a bit modern now. We've, we've introduced some pulp and some blur and some suede yeah. <laughs> for the for the youngsters uh, in the audience. Uh, to, you've got to keep everybody happy when there's a party on. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that, that's kind of the, the the vibe. Is it's a uh, we've been going for about four four or five years now, um, and you know we've kind of we've we've paid our paid our penance and uh, we're we're getting some pretty decent gigs now. So. Um, it's quite interesting um, the demands that are made on you uh, playing bigger gigs because people weren't entertained. Um, it's all well and good standing and saying um, we're going to play uh, we're going to play some obscure television song. Actually, people at the end of the night after a few um, laggers want to hear um, "Don't You Forget About Me" uh, or something like that to yeah. sing along with. So yeah. And I guess there's a there's a thing going on there where there's a variety with it. You know, if I, if I was watching you being Morrissey for a, an hour and a half, you know, and you're going to guess the songs and that, but you know, when you go to see your show, it's like, what's next? You know, and then you, you might get surprised by the next song that you play as well. Well, that's very kind. That that that's kind of the that, that that's the that's the vibe. And we want to sprinkle in some crowd pleasers. Um, you know, there's a there's a couple of couple of Smith songs that are absolute staples now, and we're, we're Introducing a new one um, for 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 our summer coming out festival, and um, we are, uh, uh, are quite happy if people are a bit um, taken aback at first and go, "Oh, I remember that." Um, so the Lotus Eaters, if mm. you remember them, they are they are now part. They're becoming friendly part of uh, what we're doing, and uh, some of us old guys have pushed us back to a bit of Elvis Costello and Joe Jackson, um, which might be interesting. Now you're just saying there four or five years, is it? Is, is yeah, so well, it must be because there's that lost three three years with the COVID. And remember, I had booked to go to see you in Aaron. That's right. <coughs> COVID times wasn't it? I was That's at the, right. the, the, the spring that first year or something. That's right. We did eventually play Aaron, um, which was the most bizarre uh, gig I've ever played. It was lovely accommodation, beautiful um, Aaron hotel looking out over the water. And about three people there, um, all of whom owned yachts and were multi-millionaires, <laughs> and then professed to tell me that um, Viva Hate was a was a better album than The World Won't Listen. <laughs> so I thought, well, that's strange enough. I must admit, I mean, I've been there you know, a few times over the years, and not really recently because they've had problems with uh, ferries and stuff like that, but um, it's, it's always been a fairly busy night and a, a Saturday when there's been a band in, you know, they, obviously they can get a crowd, but uh, I guess COVID and I have to say ferries are another thing. The, the night we played, um, we arrived all very excited and, um, you know, this is our world tour of Aaron, and uh, get uh, set up in the hotel and set the gear up and got set and then the uh, the, the girl that, that run the place came through and said 
oh, we're maybe struggling for people. There's an Oasis tribute band are playing down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Two gigs in Aaron the one night as well. <laughs> yeah, you mucked that one up. <laughs> <coughs> it's challenging the Isle of Wight. Now, I guess you're playing all the stuff you like then, you know, and yes. uh, then and I guess it'd be difficult to play something you don't like. Uh, you you should be at some of our band meetings where <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the truth comes out. Uh, uh, not not every song we play we love. Um, let's put it that way, and I I think it kind of. Um, there's a there's an element of you have to if you play a song and it goes down well, um, and it goes into what we call the kind of bangers list, um, then you have it. Now whether you like it or don't, and obviously the musicians have have um, have two uh, reasons for liking. One they enjoy playing it, um, so some like we used to do, and we've kind of stopped doing it somewhere in my heart. Um, it's quite dull. Mm-hmm. For the rhythm guitars and bass, it's quite a dull song for them, and they get a bit fed up, so they want it a wee bit more challenging. So uh, we're, um, I think we've replaced that with uh, with magazine, right? Uh, which is a, a wee bit of a step in another direction. We're working on some other Aztec camera songs just now. You did magazine last year, I'm sure, didn't you? Uh, no, I did the Buscocks. Was it? I think we did the Buscocks. Um, there's room for all punks in amongst all this as well. Yeah. Try to keep everybody happy from all ages, 47, all the way through to 65. <laughs> yeah, Pogan's beyond me now, I think, <laughs> as, as well, right enough. Um, so, repertoire then, you know, if, if you sit down and say everything, you just could perform, how many songs it went to? Oh, we're well over the 100. Um, that, you know, that goes from things that we, we, we love doing, um, like Gene, we do... Uh, Olympian, um, but that is very specific. That 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 would uh, uh, cause a, a an empty room to empty even more uh, in some places. But some places it works a treat. You've just got to pick, you know, what element um, we play and whether it's going to work. So if we're, we're playing with with Dirty Harry mm-hmm. um, on Saturday night in Edinburgh, and a fairly big gig, so um, all we're doing is uh, we're we're doing a side two of the first Wire album in its entirety. No, I'm joking. Um, it'll be it'll be bangers uh, all night. Keep them happy. Uh, make them smile. Um, so that uh, no blondy ones. Like, no blondy ones. Mm. Although there, there is there's something in the ether on oh. that front. But um, I'll keep that as a, as up my sleeve. Uh, I'm mucking about with um, a Glasgow song and trying to introduce a bit of blondie into it. But uh, between uh, George, Dave, Chris, and I, and uh, Theo, we're, we're trying to get a just introduce something as a little suggestion rather than a cover. Now, you did mention the Echo and the Bunnymen's on the, the set list, or, or the occasional set list. I guess you have a hardcore of songs that you know, are generally always there and then work around about it? Uh, yeah, we've got um, a couple of songs. that, that There are songs that we do that um, individuals within the band really like doing, and I, I'm, I've got a kind of bass baritone voice and I get the chance to properly sing a couple um, that I really enjoy singing and one of them was uh, The Killing Moon and we do uh, The Cutter and we do we were looking at The Back of Love we were thinking about it but it's it's never really um, never really happened um, so the bunny we just kind of dip in uh, and try and pick accordingly to, to what we're um, Do you find some of these pretty hard to get to grips with you know I'm thinking oh. that Echo and the Bunny is quite difficult stuff I, I think the two most surprising ones and as a as a, a sort of semi uh, musician, as I do play a bit of guitar, uh, not particularly well, um, but I played guitar in, in one of one of my other bands, and um, 
the, 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 the two that, that really surprised me is we, we do cars by Gary Newman. We don't have a oh. keyboard. So do cars, um, which actually works really well. It's almost kind of punky, uh, the way it works. And Enola Gay, yeah. um, which uh, I think it was, from memory, I think it was Dave that uh, arranged it. And it actually works remarkably well. Um, uh, Chris's fingers go up 100 miles an hour uh, pretending to be a keyboard <laughs> but um, yeah it, looks, uh, it, it works pretty well it's a good it's a decent song as well yeah yeah it's very good now uh, I've got Echo on the Bunny mate. I, I know I've disappointed you with our, our library here today we've been fired up a few songs and, and we didn't have them on the library and I'll, I'll need to address that but here's Echo on the Bunny man. this is a Killing Moon Give yourself to him 
Echo and the Bunnymen there with the Killing Moon, and I'm here with Neil, and the phone's ringing, but it's sorted now. Um, no, that's quite alright. Now, other bands you can mention, well, we mentioned the Fabulous Artisans, so tell us about the Fabulous Artisans that you're involved with. Well, the been Jeremy Toms and I have been doing the Fabulous Artisans since about 1990. Um, mm. The first album we eventually got out uh, in 2008, uh, was, came out in a, a Swedish label called Bendy Records, and it did, you know, it did what albums like that do. It did okay, and uh, the but the chap that owns Bendy Records, who is a, a rich Swedish multi 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 millionaire, um, decided he didn't want to run a record label anymore. So that came off all the all the various Amazons and Bandcamps and what have you. Uh, but it's coming back out on Jeremy's label. Right. Uh, stereogram recordings in the interim we've been working away, I mean we released a couple of singles in between times, in fact you were kind enough to play the, the Christmas one we did for the homeless charity um, and we've got probably three quarters of the second album done, I would say 99% of it written and uh, just a few vocals to put down so the second album's about ready um, and it's um, it's probably thematically uh, <laughs> pretty similar songs of middle age, depression, uh, lost <laughs> love, death, and mourning, uh, which is kind of standard practice for us. And you mentioned recording there. Did he's going to the studio? Or Jeremy got a studio? Jeremy's or? got a studio. Yeah. Um, so we just got. I, I've got a wee um, a wee blue box thing that I do a pre sonus that I, I do some vocals on, but it's not it's not high enough quality um, to do. Uh, Real recording, although the Christmas single was done on it, mm. strangely enough, um, that, that worked. That I think it's as much about worked. the venue, where, where the for, particularly for you for vocals and stuff like that. I guess it'd be, it'd be where you do it, you need to uh, find that right place, whether it's in the, the shed or under the stairs. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I, I think Jeremy's studio is beside his son's bedroom, mm. um, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty together, it's fine. Um, it's a uh, it does the job, and he's recorded the best part of the the new cath. Well, I think the last two cathedral albums have been recorded in that. Obviously, going out to record the live drums and what have you ex- uh, elsewhere. Um, but I think the cathedral best part of it is recorded in uh, Jeremy's studio. So the fabulous artisans will will be the same. So we've got in. We've done. We've got, I think we've got four songs that I've got to do a vocal on. Um, and at that point, we'll, we'll decide what we're going to do with it. But, at the um, start, I played "Belongs to You." Tell me about that one. Um, that that's that's uh, uh, you're, you're embarrassing me now. That's a, that's a song I wrote about my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that's a an old. I think the song itself is quite old-fashioned, and it's uh, the way it's put together. It's part sort of um, 
uh, Tamla Motown, um, I think uh, part Bill Nelson guitar solo, uh, and it was written. Um, it was. It's just a love song. Um, and was it 2013? So about ten years. Now? Yeah, about ten years ago now. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're still together. <laughs> so 25th wedding anniversary, and we're um, we're going to Seville to see Scotland get gubbed by Spain um, <laughs> as part of that. Hey, Scotland, yeah, you, you, you never know at the moment what's happening with Scotland. Well, true, true. You never know. Um, so the fabulous artisans is, is it you and Jeremy then? It's me and Jeremy. Yeah. And what about the postcards then? Who's who's on the band? The postcards. So then, you've anyways? got uh, Theo. Um, on drums, uh, George uh, on bass guitar, and Chris and Dave. Uh, I think that you normally you say one's on rhythm, one's on lead, but actually they, they, they both take Mix turns and, and uh, whichever. So um, Chris does lead on Friday I'm in Love, and Dave does lead on Shop on Both Sides. Um, it's whatever suits. Uh, and the, the guy, the, I think all of us have been playing in bands since about. 1955. Um, that's certainly how it feels. We've been playing it <laughs> for a long, long time. Um, and as I said, we've been kind of really pushing it for about, f- I think it must be five years now. What, what's your first engagement with music then, Neil? Because I'm a couple of years older than you, and I was like 14 when punk came along, and I was going in the town hanging about at the bandstand at a Saturday job. I got a fiver, for, I remember that. And I used to hand my fiver in the train, and they said, oh, It's all right, son, just go through because they're going to be bored with all the change. <laughs> and then that was my Saturday, and I, I mean, I sneaked into the the skid sound check and the, the art school and stuff then I couldn't go to the gig at night but that was I, I got engaged then all the record shops you know, the bands were in town they would Aye. go into the record shops during the day so that's how I kind of got into, into the punkish side of things and, and there was bands at the bandstand then free electricity I don't know you'd never get that nowadays but the yeah. bands played at the bandstand down at the Clyde as well um, so you'd meet loads of folk as well. I mean, you talk, we spoke earlier about having to swap records and that and introduce folk to new music. So there's a lot of that going on through that as well. But what about you? What was your kind of introduction to music? I, uh, I grew up a, a Bowie fan. That was my, um, uh, that was the, the, from a very, very, a, a, a friend of the family gave me um, Hunky Dory, Aladdin Sane, and Pin Ups um, on cassette. Mm. And I had one of these wee cassettes that my father had got at midnight at Christmas Eve at the at the Barris. The one of the ones that clicked rather than had push buttons, you clicked it around to one side. And when you want to rewind it, you'd turn it over and press fast forward. Um I had one of those and that that was uh, the start for me. Um and uh, later on I, I it was just through peer uh, peer groups. I fell in with some friends and Frank and John and Dunny and all that lot. And um, I remember going up to a friend's house uh, just uh, after school or at the tail end of the the, the 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 school term. And the albums that kind of changed my life were Crocodiles, Unknown Pleasures, um, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, um, which still is. I still think it's one of the finest things ever. Um, and obviously, I'm from Glasgow. Obviously, they've got underground. Um, the Banana Album, it's, it's, it's you know almost a rite of passage for uh, people of a certain age in Glasgow. Uh, I think my um, one of my first ever gigs was the Pastels. And uh, that just, I went home immediately and had to listen to all, uh, all three Velvet's albums I had immediately on the back of that because... God, they're making music like that. That's, yeah. that's Jonathan Richmond and, and, and the Velvet Nigger. fantastic. 
that was that was my starter for town. And the Velvet Underground it was, it was a kind of bigger thing, wasn't it? it was an art house collective kind of thing, and it was, it was like expanding the, the barriers and you know and and doing different things that nobody else was doing. Absolutely, the, everything about the Velvet Underground was exciting, and you know, I think probably my my as well as my mates, my way in was. Uh, was Bowie and Bowie obviously uh, worked with Lou Reed and Transformer and what have you and that led me back into um, earlier stuff that, that uh, the Velvets were the Velvets were putting out and they probably it's a, it's a, it's a toss of a coin between the Velvets and uh, Joy Division as to which ones were the, 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 the absolute moment for me but wow. um, I remember my, my friend Liam um, who ended up working in music uh, with uh, Harry Goldstein? Um, Liam went down to Futurama. Um, mm. Do you remember Futurama? Yeah, yeah. My friends, some of my friends went to that as well. I was, I was, I was TV. I was just a bear. Um and we and my mate John um, gave uh, like a fiver between the two of us because it's all the money we had. And he came back with crocodiles, and I, I was fantastic. And we took like week week apart. Your turn this week, my turn next week. We took uh, crocodiles back. It was a fabulous, fabulous. Did you get to see Joy Division at all? No, uh, no, no unfortunately, um, I'm just that little bit too young. I was, I was betwixt and between. My other big one was uh, Cocteau Twins. I don't know why I never got to see them. Um, I was always a big fan. There's, ba- it's not always the case that the bands um, that you really want to see. And for me, it was the Divine Comedy and Suede. Mm. I was desperate to see both of them, and for some reason. Either you know, I've got four kids, and was always my wife was always pregnant, <laughs> permanently pregnant, and uh, there was something on that I couldn't go and see Suede when they were playing or Divine Comedy. I, but I I managed to do both. In yeah, the last well, I was working, I guess, and I was a shift worker. I still get did get to see occasional music, but not in the way I would have liked to have done. And the way I'm back doing it again now, you know, uh, it's not much that I miss unless I'm not I'm not prepared to pay hundreds of pounds to go to the the hydro right enough. But yeah. well, you didn't go see Peter Gabriel then? No, no. <laughs> I think I think there was, there was maybe was there maybe cheap tickets that end up for that. I don't know. I know some of the things at the Hydro with big prices uh, don't sell out these days. Um, for a gig, I think I'm still in, I, I, I'm still in shock for um, spending my first ever one pound on a pint at the Rock Garden in about 1983. <laughs> I'm still in shock at that. Never made £150 to see a gig. I'm going to play The Wire and I Am The Fly from 1978. What age were you in 1978 then? I was 13. Yeah, I was 15. Here it is. Display. 
that was Wire there and I Am The Fly from 1978 when we were 15 and 13. Now, uh, the, the gig then, tell us when the gig is. It's the Glad Cafe. Uh, 12th of August, Glad Cafe. Uh, cash at the door um, rather than uh, setting up an account just for quickness. Uh, tenor will get you in and you'll get an evening of interesting, uh, varied music and possibly a bit of poetry and possibly a bit of other bits and bobs as well. Um, but you'll get a good hour and twenty of of the postcards, and um, we'll we'll keep it um, keep it light. Right. Keep it light for the evening. And do you know if Andy from the Rise Collective is coming up? Uh, I don't think so yet. The, unfortunately, the the guy that um, my my friend has had a, some kind of family issues mm-hmm. and, and stuff to deal with, so I've not really been able. To, uh, I, I don't want to put any pressure on him at all. And they definitely seem to enjoy themselves the last time they had a ball. Right in, yeah. They had a ball. And again, I, I you know young people and that as well. And it's this thing about. You know, that's music from my era, but again, with Spotify and all the streaming things, they've got access to all this music, when Absolutely. in our day we didn't have. I just re- remember doing Call and Return on, on Level Tears Apart, which I never thought was possible, never mind anything else. <laughs> now, what about yourself, the postcards, anything else coming up? Uh, so we are playing Music Fest at uh, the Scarecrow Festival in Bolivar. Um, we are playing. Uh, what's, what's the date for that? That oh god, you would ask me that, wouldn't you? Uh, it's September the ninth from memory. Yeah, I just knew it was a bit late in the year. Uh, and we're doing we're doing Dirty Harry on um, Saturday, Glad Cafe twelve fourteen for playing Merchants Hall in Edinburgh as part of the festival, which is it's quite nice. They asked us, and then they asked us to pay, but that was you know <laughs> <laughs> that comes with territory. What's the Merchants Hall then? Uh, it's it's a posh venue. I've never been. Um, George, uh, the bass player, kind of really been organising that. George is brilliant at uh, mm. organisation, and uh, he's been dealing with Merchants Hall. I've I've not even seen it, but by all accounts, it's an iconic Edinburgh building that opens itself up for the festival, and they uh, they actually ask people to um, whether they want to uh, take part in it or not. So we get asked to. Yeah. yeah, never say never say no. It sounds like a nice venue, but I mean, Edinburgh opens up a lot of places, don't they, for Aye. the festivals Aye. as well. Now we never mentioned actually the third project, the third project. Ah, the letting in. go. Uh, that's uh, that started as um, some ideas for songs that uh, Dave, who also, who's also a postcard, had with, um, and I put some lyrics and melodies to them. Then I threw him some music, and he. Um, uh, organised that and made it sound a bit more professional and it's kind of taken on arms and legs so we're we're, we're now probably the best um, rehearsing in a, a studio in Edinburgh band um, about and we're going to start we're, we're actively now looking for gigs to actually launch it we've secured uh, some uh, potential recording facilities we've got probably 14-ish songs that we're really happy with Um and I, I, from my perspective, is it's kind of writing the, the best part of the lyrics. They're not all the lyrics, but best part of the lyrics. I'm I'm really happy about what it's trying to say. Um, it's not. I mean, the fabulous artisan says one thing. This is entirely different. It's a bigger, bigger world view. Um, I get on my soapbox a few times, mm-hmm. and there's a few uh, past memories about um, Homely Park, and if if anyone's if you go as far as Homely Park, um, when I used to play tennis and play balls and play putting um, back in the 70s and uh, Vicky Road and places like that um, so there's a few references to that but the, the music's kind of 
uh, melodic pop is probably the best way of putting it. Well played, and um, Dave and uh, Chris actually from the, the postcards is doubling up. He's playing bass, so we now got to the point that thing that happens with bands where right here's a load of songs, rehearse them. This is what I want that to sound. This is how it is, and then you start mucking about in a rehearsal studio, and songs start to come out, and the band becomes a band, and so. Um, other people within um, the Let and Go, uh, other Dave or Johnny or Chris um, or Hef, uh, come up with ideas, and and they've now become songs. They've started mm-hmm. to, to move in that direction. So it's it's a real a real band effort, a real team effort. And it's a full band, then. It's a full band, yeah, full band with with um, with flute and uh, although it's not Jethro Tull, he's in time, <laughs> just in case. Uh, flute and uh, and some horns and some keyboards. And two guitars. Well, if you can call my guitar a guitar, it's a nice looking guitar. Yeah. I'll give it that. Um, <laughs> the playing. Uh, uh, Dave's an excellent guitarist, and Chris is an excellent bass player, and Johnny's an excellent drummer. And it's just kind of it's kicking. It's yeah, it's 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 really really exciting. Really. And getting close to playing live, and you're going to be able to pull everybody on the stage in the one night. Yes, uh, that's that's the the issue. It's, it's easy enough turning up guitar, bass, and drums, but keyboards and horns and stuff are, are a whole different ball game. But um, we're now talking to a couple of venues in Edinburgh, we're talking to a couple of venues in Glasgow, um, hoping by sort of end of September we'll be um, playing live um, and giving it a go and then recording it. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really genuinely really excited. It's, it's kind of taking on a life of its own now. And, and see when you talk about the people that are involved in that and you mentioned Edinburgh as well so where's everybody kind of base for, for all your projects as per bloody always uh-huh. yeah um, they're all it's all Edinburgh and you're doing all the travelling and I'm doing all the travelling as per um, although the boys um, because they are proper musicians and they do the kind of meet and to veg of it and organise it the, the heartbeat of the band uh-huh. so I, I get excused the singer gets excused um, from attending every uh, rehearsal, which is the right, which is the right thing, I suppose. Uh, they can go on and do something uh, serious and adult while I'm not mucking about in the background. Uh, and yeah, it's just, just the, the way it's happened. The postcards are mainly based in Edinburgh. Jeremy's based in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm representing the west of Scotland, um, and I'm getting quite used to. It. I've got the, the 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 best or worst. Uh, example of it is, is Wednesday night where we're playing doing a wee warm up gig at Whistle Binkies in, in Edinburgh, which is it's a cracking wee venue. You know, it's a plug and play, turn mm. up, plug in, go, um, and you you get um, a decent um, remuneration for playing for about an hour and a half, two hours. But we're we're on stage at about half eleven, and we'll be off stage at back of one. And uh, then I'm driving back to Glasgow, and my alarm uh, goes off at for my work for <laughs> twenty to six. So uh, I'll be tired that day. And you say plug and play. You, you'll not have any plug and play, will you? No, with the postcards, thank you. God. <laughs> I, I, I think the uh, small mercies. I think they're very happy with that. Occasionally, they let me uh, play a tambourine. Yeah, it's funny when the bands come in here, and this is it's quite a small setup, but we get full bands in here, and you see, you know, certain people humping loads of equipment, and the singer just. <sighs> they just come in and that's a fallacy <laughs> I carry my gear in yeah. I help the boys I feel sorry for the drummers <laughs> oh god yeah so I suppose the final thing then Jeremy for socials and for, for well, there's no ticket sense it's just paying the doors where do we find out more information uh, so on the postcards um, website on Facebook and on the Glad Cafe website you'll find everything you need to know 
Granted, you did call me Jeremy there, which is... Did I? That's real compliment. He's he's much thinner (laughs) than Bertlin than me. Um, So... Good luck with it all, you know, and, and other stuff you're involved in as well, you know, and and, and I know you're always out there doing a bit for charity and that as well, and and you've got to be realistic in this game as well, that it's, you, you, it's hard to make a living, you know, and I guess if you're able to do what you like to do and then you're supporting others as well, you Absolutely. probably get the most out of it. It's uh, uh, Yeah, I think I'd rather do that than anything else, to be honest. We've got one last track to play then uh, that you've selected. Uh, see, it's from 1977 off the album My Aim Is True. Would you like to introduce it? I uh, certainly will. Thanks very much for tonight and your support, Derek. That's really no appreciated. And uh, to close our chat, uh, this is Alison by Elvis Costello. <laughs>
Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio.
That was the buzzcocks there with everybody's happy nowadays and before that was a certain ratio with Shack Up. A certain ratio, I think I mentioned it last week, who are coming to Glasgow soon, so look out for that as well. Right, we'll get back up to date now. Here's House of All, ex-members of The Fall, and this is Harlequin Duke. Thank you. 
look upon such a vision The savage who worships the conjurer We glimpse his secrets in transfiguring flashes The harlequin duke He is haunted by what is obscure and dangerous A day of haphazard fiction Tis a dance he does A dance against dying Death is a grave mistake Shove over on the immortal seats Good taste is Dramatic convulsion The Harlequin Duke Sacrament You're listening to Rebellious Jukebox with Derek McCutcheon on Camblen Radio 107.9 
That was Carmel K there with Infection Scenario. That's the latest release from Carmel K. And Carmel K were supporting uh, Fraser McCallum at his album launch. And I mentioned earlier and I didn't have the name of the album to hand. And Fraser McCallum's album is Bag of Hot Snow. And Carmel K, they're talking about maybe coming in doing a live session for us as well. So look out for that. Bella and the Lugosis have released a couple of singles available in Bandcamp this week. And I know that the new album's not far away as well. But hopefully within the show, I'll get you the two new tracks are out there but here's the first one this is giving it all away McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio. Heaven knows I'm miles away, hand 
did say a few new tracks to play tonight and of course that was the Gyro Babies and their new one It Felt Like The End <clears throat> and before that was Bella and the Glosses with Giving It All Away and this is fairly new from Courting this is Flex And I went away for a while I come back all the time I can't leave this town I'm not a pop-up fan Now she's calling a cab Yeah she's calling a cab and I couldn't care more I've been thinking for a long time On the off chance No problem if not But have you heard of this one place Think we should go there I turn my phone off for a while Now that I'm a pop star I've been smoking all You need a bad bitch I can try, oh I can try But it gets harder in the morning And then I want It makes me want to I see you all the time So I see the subject line Ari, how you been? I've been fine Oh, I've been fine And I saw a picture of you And it went right to your head A double you to be fair And outrageous i 
Listening to Derek McCutcheon's Rebellious Jukebox on Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM.
That's a brand new single, it's not released yet, but it's getting released shortly from the Kidney Flowers, and that is Mutiny, and that's off the new album, which is not far away, called Burn Your Furniture, and the guys are out on a kind of uh, British tour at the moment, or heading out, so do check out the dates they're doing up and down the country, and then they've got a Glasgow date later at the end of that. Here's Gallus, this is from their new album, this is Eye to Eye.
That was Opus Kink there with Dust. You're listening to the Bellis Jukebox here on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM with you through to 10 o'clock. Not long to go, but I'm going to squeeze a few tracks in. Here is Zounds, and this is Can't Cheat Karma. Two, three, go. I've got an ego. It won't let me go. What am I going to do? Uh. 
A, B, C, D, paranoia's killing me I'm dying on me, aching feet, what a way to go Roll up, roll up, people always stroll up So why don't you grow up, no thank you Big cats, small cats, some cats are fat cats Those cats are bad cats, what we gonna do? There's an awful lot of people in the world today There's an awful lot of trouble on the streets these days And it doesn't seem to matter what you do or say If a change is gonna happen, gotta help it on its way A change's gotta come before too long, I know The peace has gotta come and I could be wrong, I know But I just don't know what I can do You don't trust me and I don't trust you I bet you wish you did and I know I do Why have you got secrets? Cause I know you have If you've got something to hide then it must be bad A change's gotta come before too long I know Peace has gotta come and I could be wrong I know But I just don't know What I can do Here's the second of Bella and the Lugosi's new singles. This is Flesh. Remember, there's an album on its way. Um, I think it'll be in the next few weeks you'll catch the album. But here is the latest single. This is Flesh.
Tales track there from the new Bucket Age album, and uh, that is called Living in a Cult. And they are launching the album at Elvis Shakespeare, and that is on. Let's see where the date is. It's Saturday, the 19th of August. And the promise to come in here and do a live session for us as well. I know they did that back in the day, but we'll get them back in and hear some of these new songs. Here's the Black Lagoons, and this is Mongolian Pine.
time for me to go. Let's close the show with Teardrop Explodes for 1980. And this is Camera Camera. Yeah. 